Welcome to a bonus episode of the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm producer Jane Neild and we had an incredible morning with so many of our fantastic listeners to help launch the Miracle Mums Appeal with the Royal Women's Hospital. So we wanted to bring you some extra little bits from that episode. It was episode 83. Hope you've had a listen. In a moment, we'll hear from the Royal Women's Hospital CEO, Dr Sue Matthews. And now, here's the Lord Mayor of Melbourne, Sally Cap, who launched the Miracle Mums Appeal. Good morning, everyone. I'm really excited about this morning, and one of the reasons is that so many of you have turned up bright and early on a Tuesday to Town Hall, so welcome uh, to our uh, traditional owners of the land on which we gather this morning, uh, the uh, Wurundjeri and the Boyne Wurrung, uh, people of the Kulin Nation. Uh, we pay our respects to their elders past and present. The fact that Australia has the oldest continuous living culture in the world is actually really cool and we don't do enough to not just respect and acknowledge it but completely embrace and celebrate it. And as we build a, a modern Melbourne, we're trying to make sure we keep that amazing history right at our core. There are so many special people here this morning and I'm going to to read out a number of names because uh, they are deserving of that. We have Sue Matthews, of course, the amazing CEO of the Royal Women's Hospital, Lynn Swinburne, enough said, uh, legend who is the chair of the Royal Women's Hospital, uh, and she probably personally invited almost every single person in the room, so well done, Lynn. Uh, to Jane, of course, Jane Trembath, for your work with the Foundation uh, as Chair, and thank you so much. It's why we're here. We've got to keep shouting it out. It's about fundraising this morning, so uh, please, uh, please come along on the journey with us. Professor Kate Stern, uh, obstetrics and gynaecology at the University of Melbourne. It was really mean whoever gave me all of these introductions with these big words at this time of the morning, but I'm going to keep going. Jane Alsop, who is one of our Miracle Mums campaign ambassadors. Brett Manley, who is, uh, I've practised this and I'll probably still get it wrong, a neonatologist at the Royal Women's Hospital and senior lecturer of obstetrics and gynaecology. Uh, Brett, you're coming up onto the stage uh, a little bit later. I know we're going to hear from you. To all of the supporters who are here this morning, I see so many uh, faces of friends who I know well and we really do appreciate your support and I can see also a lot of the board members uh, of the Royal Women's here as well. I'm talking at a gallop because we have to start this at eight. Uh, but welcome to Town Hall. I'm so proud to be the patron of the Royal Women's Hospital. I didn't know enough about this incredible organisation until I got involved and now uh, I need to champion it more and more and more because it is one of the most loved and trusted public institutions here in Melbourne, Victoria and Australia. It's been going since 1856. It is the first hospital in Australia that was dedicated to the health of women and children. It gives me shivers just to think of that amazing history and the incredible role that this hospital has played in our community uh, day to day, but also in ways uh, where we are leading research around Australia and the world. Uh, and it all happens at this amazing institution uh, there in Parkville. 
So thank you to everyone who's here from the hospital today for your amazing work. Of course, they can't do that work if we don't provide funds and support. And of course, the state and federal government do that, but it's not enough. And so each year, the Royal Women's aims to raise $4 million uh, to help supplement all of the needs of the hospital, including uh, purchasing equipment, uh, all of the programs uh, and the amazing services that are provided and I know Sue's going to talk about those, so I'm not going to go through them here. But $4 million, it just doesn't seem like it should be insurmountable to do that and that we should keep aiming higher and higher. But nonetheless, we're starting where we are and we're starting with Miracle Mums and launching that campaign today. We absolutely have to keep working together and Miracle Mums is a great way of doing that with food. Don't we love that? Uh, so I am really pleased to be part of this launch for the Miracle Mums Appeal through May uh, here in Melbourne. We set out to raise funds uh, through working with a number of uh, restaurants and hotels and cafes across town. Well done to everyone here uh, who uh, is supporting the campaign by providing uh, meals and hospitality that then supports the Royal Women's uh, Hospital. Last year we raised raised 80,000. It's not good enough. Uh, but, you know, we love to have a shout-out at 7.30 on a Tuesday morning. We can do better than that. Today is a day of firsts. I've never sat through a live podcast before. No pressure, Caro and Corrie. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. So this is a first for a lot of us in the room. You do it all the time, I know. And in terms of first, let's really start being ambitious uh, in terms of what we can uh, raise for this amazing institution and the work that happens there. I'm looking forward to being involved this morning and ongoing in terms of being patron of the foundation. Thanks to everyone for all of the hard work that they do. We are here to provide that support ongoing and it is my pleasure now to introduce the amazing Sue Matthews who can tell us more about why we need to raise the funds and how they're going to be applied. Thank you very much for coming this morning. Thank you, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for coming so early on a morning that didn't make my nose cold because you can tell I'm Canadian. Um, so it wasn't too bad, actually. It was a nice morning for me. <laughs> um, this is our call to action. We, we need your help. Um, as Sally said, the government doesn't fund all of what we do, and I'll talk a little bit about that. They fund about 70%. So we have to come up with 30% of, of funds, and that's not insignificant. Um, our base uh, funding is about $220 million, and our spend is about $270 million. So that makes a big difference that we've got a big gap that we have to come up with every year. As Sally said, the Women's is one of Australia's most loved and trusted public hospitals, and I'm so proud to be part of that. Um, this appeal highlights the work that we do mostly in our pregnancy and maternity portion, but that's not all we do. Although last year we delivered a baby an hour, so that's a lot of babies. <laughs> um, over 9,000 babies last year. Um, so we also work with women with cancer before and during pregnancy and, when you're, and, and not in pregnancy. We deal with fertility issues. We deal with women who struggle with their pregnancies we deal with babies, and I think Brett's going to talk a bit about babies, um, who have very severe conditions in utero, very preterm babies, 
Many women in Victoria could not have become mothers or had a successful pregnancy without interventions and medical, technological, and research advances uh, involving the Royal Women's Hospital, our researchers, clinical staff, and our caregivers. This morning, you're going to hear from a mom whose twin daughter spent more than 100 days in our neonatal intensive care unit. Some of the babies spend more time in intensive care in, in our hospital than they do in their mom's tummies. So some of them are there for a full year. It's a long time. They're fighting for life, and, and um, Jane's going to talk about after a really tough time in utero, how, how that helped, um, and I'm going to let Jane tell her story, but it truly highlights the importance of the work of our expert clinicians in helping mums to take home their miracle babies. Um, as the CEO of the Women's, I see miracles every day, both in our maternity section, in our neonatal section, in our oncology section. I see them every day, and I go home and think, oh, thank you, you know, that we're doing this work. Over and above government funding, the donations from this appeal help us to drive innovation and progress across all areas of the hospital. So we could keep doing what we're doing and never improve with less funds. But the cost of research is high, and we need to put that research into action quickly. So we need to be able to take that research and tra translate it to practice very quickly when we know that it is best practice. Um, we have over 10,000 hits a day to our website, and half of those are clinicians looking for best practice. So they're looking at what we do and what we provide. So that's 5,000 hits a day looking for that kind of information. And the other half are women and families who are looking for information for themselves. So um, looking at my breasts are sore or, you know, I, my pregnancy, you know, is, is this and what, what do I do? Um, so we need to have funds to support that so that we can put those things on our website so that we can be a leader in best, in best practice. While we're a public hospital, we provide excellent care, but those extra things like research are not covered. So we care for women with really complex needs, and, and as our population increases, the continued operation and improvement of these services is even more essential. We offer services to homeless women, we offer services to women who use drugs and alcohol. We deliver about 80 babies a year to women who, who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. Women experiencing or at risk of violence. Women who have experienced female genital cutting. Women who are victims or survivors of sexual assault. We care for extremely young pregnant women. We also run a 24-hour sexual assault crisis line for women who want, need to pick up the phone. Uh, and a number of other things. There's all kinds of things, but it's important for you to know that it, it, we, while this appeal is Miracle Mums, um, we're not just maternity. But this is the third year of the Miracle Mums appeal for the month of May. And as Sally said, we raised about 80000 last year with the support of businesses like some of yours across and the generosity of our donors, but we really need to exceed that. You can donate to the appeal by visiting our website, and there's um, a, an envelope on your chair. You can Google Miracle Mums Appeal, and you can donate today. You can donate at, at any point. Um, a number of Melbourne's top hotels, restaurants, and businesses are donating proceeds of their sales, such as 
delicious high teas, which I'm going to one. That's uh, when I email my children and say, where are you taking me? Here's the list. That's for Mother's Day. Um, so these are, they're donating to the appeal during May, and there's further detail on how to book also on our website. So thank you for attending today, but also thank you for being a champion for the women's, because as you leave today, you now hopefully know a bit more about what we do, and I, I ask you to be a champion for the women's both by telling our story and sharing what we do with others and by donating yourself. So we're very grateful for the ongoing support and the generosity of the public and our patients, philanthropic donors and staff. I think um, I will end with that and let us get to the podcast. So thank you for coming. That's Royal Women's Hospital CEO, Dr. Sue Matthews. So inspiring. And of course, to hear more from our live podcast event, you can listen to episode 83. And if you'd like to help support the amazing work of the Royal Women's Hospital in delivering life-saving and life-changing care to thousands of women and newborns, make a donation to the Miracle Mums Appeal from anywhere in the world. Just head to their website, all the W's, thewomens.org.au. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors, The Interchange Bench and Vital Smarts. Feeling bullied or harassed by other people but lacking the ability to confront the situation safely? Developing your crucial conversation skills will give you the tools to talk when the stakes are high. Giving you the confidence to speak up in even the toughest situation. Visit vitalsmarts.com.au. Hi, I'm Ann Summers. Hello, this is Laura Tingle. Hi, this is Leanne Moriarty. I'm Jen Harper. Hi, I'm Marcus Suzak. I'm David Maher. Join me on The Book Pod. I hope you can join Corey Perkin and I on The Book Pod. I would have been any one of the famous five. I just wanted to have those sorts of adventures because, believe me, nothing like that happened in suburban Caulfield. Always, no matter how abstract the issue, you have to find the narrative and you have to find characters and around those you build the story. You know, some authors take a decade to write a book. I would miss the meeting the readers. And I think also people often completely underestimate if something is easy to read, they think that means it's easy to write and it's absolutely not. It's such a skill. Subscribe to the book pod. Subscribe to the book pod. In your favourite podcast app. Wherever you listen to podcasts.